State Big Takes. I am your host. This is episode 68. Opening take, Steve Scott. Back in action. What do you got? Wait, who, who who's hosting this podcast here? What? What? Who? Back, well, in Wait, 60, you didn't address? 66 episodes in, plus three bonus episodes, I never once declared myself host. I'm going for one time. Someone did. Steve Scott takes over and claims himself the host. The so throne. Now, the throne is mine. I took it back. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, I just scored a touchdown. Big take. That's awesome. Uh, and Not I'm a take, buddy just speak a fact. It's a fact, yes. Um, yeah, but host, uh, I think I claimed the, the crown, and uh, I'm not giving it up anytime soon. All right, so what's your big take, though? Uh, my big take is that... Uh, oh, okay. Our big takes today are um, about freaking our New Year's resolution. And my New Year's resolution is to become the greatest podcast host in the history of small state big takes. <laughs> Not in the of the world. I don't care about the world. Dude. Just this podcast. It's my goal. Okay. Next next week, you can host. No way. Ooh, sure. Games. I like this. Let's go. Go ahead. Host Whoa. all you want. I'll host it. I'll host it like Hostess, baby. I'll be like freaking Twinkies everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When's the last time you had a Twinkie? I don't know. I can't remember. I think the only time I've had a Twinkie was at like... Al's not going to get this. But I think it was at Warwick Nationals Little League Park. So like at least 10 years. I mean, Twinkies are Twinkies. Twinkies are Twinkies. That, I think that was the first time I was like, wow, Twinkie, I should get one of those. And then I did, and I don't think I have since. It must have not been that great. They Most sold it as like a, like a Twinkie? Yeah, I mean, they just were selling Twinkies at the concession stand. Like, they were selling Skittles, and but they were Twinkies instead. Shit. You've had a fried Twinkie before. Can't say I have. It's pretty, oh, pretty good. good. Anything good. fried. Fried desserts are just oh, heavenly. Fried bananas, how do you feel about them? I can mess with them a little bit. A little ice cream on the side? I can. A little bit. It's got to be the right occasion, right time. Fried Oreo? Fried Oreo? Yes, fried Reese's. Not as good as I thought it was going to be when I had it. Oh, you suck then. Because I'm a huge Reese's guy. Reese's is my number one candy. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone in this podcast, but I had one. You can't trust Oliver's who takes it all. That's just, that's not true. He doesn't eat cooked vegetables. It's I don't eat thing. peppers and onions. Oh. If they're cooked. Or raw. Well, Actually, every I, other I vegetable. What happened to every other vegetable? Well, I, I kind of say that just to make people stop talking to me, but then people kind of blew it out of proportion. So And carrots, actually. Those are the big three cooked vegetables that are on my no-no list. Oliver, do you even get like the proper amount of fiber in your diet? Like, I, I wonder. I get plenty. Fiber, vitamin C, vitamin A. Actually, that brings us to a good New Year's resolution because starting Test on stool. starting <laughs> starting Thursday, the diet's back on. So that stay tuned for that. That'll be interesting. Well, what's your diet consist of? What's it going to be? Uh, it'll probably be like nineteen hundred calories, three meals a day, no snacks, no chocolate, no soda. All year? Uh, at least till we hit like a weight goal. Well, I was gonna say slash, j- maybe January seventh. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can usually start the year good, but when we get to, like, July is when I really just let loose for eight more months, and then, or, I don't know. Last year, I didn't die at all, even though it was the year of the wedding. So that was interesting. But this now year, can I be jacked out? This year, I'm committed. Revenge bot. Yeah, <laughs> Revenge. for real. For that <laughs> slander I rock. took at the end of last week. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. Oliver's got to fucking get in peak physical shape to freaking take back this pod from me. It's not like I got to beat you in basketball again because we already know how that. Oh ends my up. god! Hey Al. Hey Al. Yes. Yes. Do you know about that whole thing about the basketball? Game. No, because this is only my second episode, which I'm hoping for more, but if oh, I yeah. come on more, I'll hear all the good stories. Oh, you're welcome anytime, Al. Fucking Oliver. Well, hold on, uh, hold on, Oliver, is, can yeah. you confirm that? Am I allowed anytime on? Hey, it's Al, don't ask him, you're talking, to the, you're talking to the host right here. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Al, confirmed. Affirmative. Steve, three, Steve, pe- my three, people, three people that have open invites to this podcast. Terry hey, Cushman, hey, Eric Cross, and Al Nahigian. Hey, hey, Al, let me just ask the uh, the host real quick if you can come. Hey, Steve, can you come? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love the warm feelings, guys. <laughs> Anytime. Yo, anyway, Al, freaking uh, Oliver, freaking – he challenged me to do a basketball game. Whoa. Uh, you already have the story wrong. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> First sentence in, and you're not describing what happened at all. I don't remember. I don't remember the beginning. Steve shit talked for months – months that he would beat me one-on-one in basketball. Yeah. So the time comes where we set up a date, we set up a time, we have a camera crew, we have an audience. Yeah, it was live. Three day, A nice <laughs> windy day down in Charlestown, windy. Rhode Island, Ninigrit Park, outdoors. Cold, During a hurricane. Cold, out. windy. <laughs> hurricane this is, Katrina. What, was this, like October of last year, maybe November? It was November. Um I'm two days removed of having food poisoning, so I got nothing in my stomach. Oh, the excuses are coming now. See, Bring the excuse see, see, the great part about this is he doesn't know how this ends, and he thinks I'm building up excuses. You know what, Oliver? You were aerodynamic. You, you had nothing in your body. I, I started this, the, the game on a 13-0 to zero run or something like that and won 21-6. to six. It wasn't even a contest. All right, he I kind of beat him playing on my knees. Well, my ass. It was I, embarrassing. I, I, no, okay, so no, no, so I have a question about this score. Yeah. Well, hold on. I got a question about this score. How did you score twenty-one points? Were you outside shooting? Were you driving? What were you doing? He was driving, taking them to the hole, posting up little baby hook shots, nailed a couple threes. He's yeah, no, no, he handily kicked my ass. He, I, I, I admit it. Yeah, it's fine. And the what, thing is, and what? Wait, what was the bet again? What did the loser have to do that has still yet to be done? Oh, steal a podcast? I know it's coming soon. Okay. Oh, hold on. Oh, I just picked off Stallion. Had, had, to, had to what? He was, supposed to, he, he, he was supposed to buy a t-shirt that said... Uh, uh, it had, yeah, a, it had a coffin on the back with the score 21 to 6 on the front. It was supposed to say, like, I I don't remember. I have screenshots of it somewhere. But it's been so long, I don't remember what it was, and he never bought I know. it. And now he wants a rematch. My words is... my My demand is... Buy the T-shirt, make it your profile picture for a month on Facebook, and then we can have a rematch. Why Facebook? Why can't it be Twitter? Because it's been over a year. So now I have to up the ante and all my family has to see? It's called interest. My God. Yeah. All for publicity. Okay. No, no, this is if you want a rematch. Those are my terms. I have nothing to prove. I whooped your ass. Oh, God, Oliver. 
you know, I've been balling out my entire life. I'm, you know, you're just scared. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Boy. You so caught me on an off day. Yep. I just I'll got pay, in here. Steve, I was rematch. puking for two days straight. Oliver, I I just got a haircut. My my head was like oh. itching at the time. Oh no! <laughs> I had uh, a wedding to go to that night. Steve, that's uh, come on. That's that's not an excuse. <laughs> that that that's. I'm sorry. I know this is my second podcast appearance, but that's awful. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'll give me a break. I, you know, I just got a haircut. Dude, you ever got a haircut before? Come on, it's, it's distracting. My my head hurt. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was with you, and then the haircut. I was like, nope, you, you just lost me. Done, <laughs> over. All right, I'm grasping at straws. The bottom line is, my new, my new New Year's resolution is to get that shirt and kick Oliver's ass while wearing it. I can't wait. Oh my god, I want to dunk on Oliver. That's my fucking New Year's it. resolution. <laughs> All right, what's what's Gilly's New Year's resolution? I haven't heard it. Yeah, let's hear it. Tough, tough, tough. Um. My New Year's resolution is going to be. I, I'm back and forth. I, I like. I, I don't know. I kind of want to do a, a podcast-related one and then a real one, mm-hmm. like for real life. Like, not that the podcast isn't real. This is very real. This is very as real. real. As it gets. Definitely real not in a simulation. The podcast has become sentient, as some have said. Um, so it's as real as it gets. But I think that personally, myself as well as the others here. I think we should start doing some uh, producing some blog content in uh, in 2020. Ooh, That's my resolution. I like it. Interesting. Little Bo injection injection. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, little little freelance writing doesn't need yeah. to be platform. Yeah, yeah. I want to do for okay. a while uh, in terms of a, a little podcast account. Some something pretty simple. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, but I think 2020 is the the year of the uh, uh, the small state big takes blog. Small yeah, state big blogs, baby. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I'm it. You know, I can get behind it. I can write a blog a month. Yeah, bullshit. A month, Oliver. No, no, that'd be Oh man. Well, you think about it. Well, we each write every twelve hours. You, 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 you think about it. <coughs> we each take turns writing a blog every week. That's once every four weeks. That's once a month. Easy peasy. Sure. What do the blogs yeah. consist of? Whatever you want. That's the whole point. Whatever Big you takes. want. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I've got a couple, um, what's it called, uh, accounts on, oh, what's that fucking app? WordPress? The, uh, yeah, WordPress. I think I have a couple WordPress accounts that I've, like, kind of created, haven't really gone with it yet, because um, I did want to see if we wanted to purchase a, uh, a domain, which we can table for a later time. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's my, my big podcast take uh, slash resolution for, for 2020. Big things ahead. I'm into it. I like it. I... I have a WordPress, and I haven't used it in a long time. Yeah, I have a few. I, I, I go through stretches where I have, like, a private little blog, and I don't post anything, or I just, like, write shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to read, and then I'm like, eh, it's just silly, but I want to make not silly stuff. I like it. Yeah. All right. So. There we go. Al, what do you got for your, your 2020 New Year's resolutions, whether All they right, be so podcast slash so content related or not? So for my 2020 New Year's resolutions, I actually have a couple. I know. Shocking. Wow. So I know. So for me, one of them is to come on with you guys more. On you got State it. Big takes. Okay, because I, I definitely feel like the chemistry is good. It's fun to come on with you guys. So definitely want to make it more of a 
priority to come on as often as I can, as long as you guys want me on. Hell yeah. And to help fans out. Oh, I love it. This is awesome. fun now. Wait till we kick Oliver out. It's going to be so much fun. Anyway, like I said, I am Switzerland in this. So, <laughs> and then obviously to grow my podcast, uh, Legends Lingo Podcast, to continue to grow that and keep the big guests coming, which hopefully we'll have our first big guest uh, either next episode or the episode after. So that'll be. That'll be, so, that'll be fun. Oh, sneak preview. Sneak preview. Maybe I'll even uh, leak it on here. Who knows? Ooh, who knows? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe at the end. And then personally, uh, I'd say the two main ones are get my fat ass in shape because I have stopped working out and I need to get back to working out so I don't look like a, you know, a blob. Hey, like in Fortnite, the, the blob dudes. Every, every You got you to gotta get something to sculpt. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, no, yeah, I'm spot on. You. I'm in the same spot. I'm in the same spot. You know, I 2019 was getting into form, and now you got to sculpt it the way you want. Yeah, there you go. I like right? that. Yeah. good thinking. I mean, and then <laughs> uh, to finish my master's degree and start working full time as a teacher. Let's go! So, Hell yeah! So, I mean, realistic goals ahead. I'm about it. So those are uh, those are my 2020 resolutions. Big takes, huge takes. Big takes. That's what we're here for. We're here for big takes. Oh, oh I and I told and, you that's why I'm on tonight. I got yeah, some big so takes, especially on the Patriots. That's what we're gonna get oh, into I now. Where uh, Patriots just lost to the fucking Miami Dolphins at home last yesterday. Lost I was at by, that game and it sucked. Uh, you were at it? No way. It's the yep, first time at it. they won't have a bye since 2009, 2010 season, and. Most of us remember that was the Ray Rice game, and they just got their shit stomped. And now they play the Titans, who have a team built to the Patriots' weaknesses. They run the ball well. They play obnoxious defense. Patriots' offense stinks anyways. So, um, let's hear some big takes surrounding the Patriots. Is it the end? How do you feel about the playoffs now? How do you feel about them going forward? What what's a, what's the scenario here? How are we feeling? I'm, let, I, I, I'm letting you guys go first because I got a lot of big takes. I like go ahead, Gilly. Can I can I hear you guys with two two facts for you? This is going to blow your fucking mind. All right, I fact, love I love mind blowing plans this weekend. Did you know that both the Miami Miracle of last year against the Dolphins and this year's debacle against the Dolphins were both um, the same weeks that the Jets played against the Bills in Buffalo, both of which were games I attended in Buffalo, representing the Bills because of my girlfriend. And in both cases, the Patriots lost in devastating fashion, of which I saw zero minutes of it. So I can't go to Buffalo anymore for any Jets games in particular. Wow. Um, Why would you want to go to Buffalo anyway? Just visiting her family and whatnot. And it, it, okay, that's that's fair. Once you're in Buffalo, then you're like, yeah, okay, we'll go to the game, right? Um, right. I saw a, a huge dude. I shouldn't say, like, I mean, he was, I don't know, an average, average to large man, jump off an SUV roof onto a table as I was walking up to the stadium. So Bill's Mafia was in full effect. It's pretty cool. Um, I I think he was okay. He popped up. <laughs> he was holding his back. He did kind of. One of those things you just 
you don't try to be a hero. You just try to get into the game, get warm, <laughs> shield from yourself in the rain. Uh, but in terms of the Patriots, not looking good, boys. Not looking good. I, I'm pretty worried on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm probably at like an 8.5. Like, I, I feel okay about the Titans game. Um, tomorrow, it's going to be Saturday night, I believe. Yep. I feel like the Patriots will show up. Yep. The lights might be too bright for uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, he really hasn't shown that he can really – he's had a good season, don't get me wrong, but I think, like, his whole passer rating, leading the league, and all that shit is kind of fluff. Um, I don't know if we can actually trust him to to lead against the Patriots. However, for rounds, potentially the divisional round and forward, I am pretty nervous as a Patriots fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really looks that great, to be honest. Oliver made a comment that Landon Roberts is our second-best option on offense. That is a, a harrowing fact. Edelman, <laughs> kind of looks Edelman looks, does not look right either. He looks no, dead. I, he has like 17 broken hurt. bones, I swear to God. Yeah, he's got to be hurt. Um, so Absolutely. Like, Sony Michelle is a bum. He's he's probably, I don't know. I kind of. Gilly. 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 You might want to take that back, Gilly. You might want to take that back, Gilly. Gilly. Listen. I was a huge Michelle guy last year. I was coming into this year, but boy, oh boy, does he remind me a lot of Lawrence Maroney this year. I can't wait for them to not pay Sony Michelle. I can't wait for him to sign to the freaking, I don't even know, Lions and, in two oh, years. And coming, and coming from uh, probably the past year or so, the president of the I fucking hate Rex Burkhead Wisey on the field fan club, after Edelman, he's been your best weapon, I think. Like, re- like legit, the past four or five weeks, he's been your best weapon. But another fun statistic, completely contradicting everything I just said, was when Sony Michelle gets 20 or more carries, they are like 18-0 in the past two years. And I think that's pretty telling. Not only it's... It, what frustrates me about the Patriots is they played the Bills, who are... A f- a far and away, obviously, way better team than the Dolphins. And they had a game plan, and then they completely abandoned the game plan that worked for them last week. They didn't run the ball. They didn't use any of their tight ends. They came out with awful plays. They didn't run any screens at all. And the the most mind-blowing fact about this is that Ryan Fitzpatrick just absolutely ate them up and Stephon Gilmore had his worst game as a Patriot. So, I'm not only nervous about the divisional round, I am nervous about the Titans. I think they have a team that is built to beat the Patriots. They run the football really well. Derrick Henry is the best running back. Uh, Probably not the best in the league, but he's a power back. He's not going to need two, three guys to tackle him. He runs the ball hard. He's the hottest right now. Uh, He's definitely the hottest. Okay. He, you know, led the league in rushing yards. Tannehill. The only thing that makes me comfortable about this game is that the Patriots have shown they can beat Tannehill in New England. Uh, but the Patriots got shit. Sh- they're fucking shit rocked last year against Patri- at, against Titans. I don't know if you guys remember that, but they got fucking thwomped. Uh, I. Uh, I'm not chalking up the Titans as an automatic dub. I think it's going to be a very tough game. I think they can win. I don't necessarily know if they will win. Honestly, I have to think about it more. I can't give a take if they're going to win or lose this weekend because 
my mind and my brain says the Titans are going to beat the Patriots, but at the same time, it's Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick. I just feel like they're going to figure it out, at least for this weekend, and then worry about the Chiefs afterwards. So I think You're saying that... You're not that, for Garrett Stidham yet? No. <laughs> but <laughs> Tom Brady is a free agent. We just have to ask the question. Tom Brady is a free... And by the way, yeah, I liked Ryan Mallett at the time, but I was never saying I... I <gasps> I yeah, I listen to the podcast, guys. <laughs> give me give me some credit here. Josh is the biggest mean? Ryan Mallet 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 Ryan Mallet fan on the face of the planet for whatever reason. I thought you at are the time, two? like a lot of people thought, that he was the next quarterback because Brady was thirty seven when they when they drafted him, I think, or thirty six. You were like, All right, two years and then Brady's gonna retire and obviously he didn't and he's still playing, so so what you're saying is you'd be happy if Ryan Mallett was here. No, not what I'm saying at all, actually. Weird. <laughs> what you're saying is you're in love with the Ryan Mallett and you want to give him a smooch? Still not what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you trying to say? So what you're saying is Ryan Mallett was in it? I'm, sa- I'm saying at the time of Ryan Mallett being drafted, it looked like he was Ryan going... Ryan Mallett would have more rings than Tom Brady. <gasps> Don't say that, Oliver. Okay, I won't. Don't even think it. I'm not. I'm reading your mind. Weird. Oh, my God. All right, all right. You guys ready? You guys yeah, are ready so. for all this? Drop it on us, Al. But wait, hold Get on. Us, Actually, Steve, do you have any takes before Al goes nuclear, nuclear on us? Um. Yeah, dude, I'm not feeling it, dude. I'm. Uh, I, this is not a championship team. Uh, my panic button has been hit. 10 out of 10. Uh, do I think we're going to lose to Tannehill? You know what? I I don't I don't fully think so, but I think it's I think it's and going through about PC a seventy. 70- and then Baltimore is rough, right? Oh yeah, we're fucked. Is that <laughs> we're not getting past freaking the next round? The last uh the last team to make the Super Bowl that didn't have a bye was the 2010 Baltimore Ravens. Damn. So every team since then has needed a bye to get to the Super Bowl. At least in the AFC. I'm not sure about the NFC. It's usually us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the past, like, ten years, it's been the Steelers or the Broncos or the uh, Patriots. All right. I want to hear Al fucking drop a fucking Trump on us. A Trump nuke. I do, too, but he looks... I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, no, I'm okay, ready. Okay, okay. All up. right, lay, lay it on us. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let, 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 let me let me get a sip of water. Hold yeah. on, I gotta get my vocal cords ready. I wish I had my water too. Actually, I need one after that speech. Okay, so what the actual fuck is going on with this goddamn team? Okay, go. number one, in the first half, you have Tom Brady throwing to an area with Sony Michelle and Julian Edelman, and it gets taken back by freaking Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe, who the Patriots had for a pick six. To put you in a ten nothing hole, not great. Bad start. Not a great start. Bad start. Terrible start. Where the hell has Philip Dorsett been for the past month and a half? True. He's done, he's done nothing. He had one big reception for fifty yards yesterday, and I was literally screaming at Gillette. That's why you used Philip Dorsett. He has a good rapport with Brady. Good chemistry. He can create separation. He can draw defensive PI calls. 
So <laughs> why not use Dorset more? Why are you looking for Edelman over the middle all the time? Another thing, why don't you use James White more? He's one of the most underrated cat receiving running backs in the NFL. Use him. I think at one point, either last year or the year before, he was one of the top players in fantasy football because he was getting in the end zone almost every game. It was amazing how good James White was. Muhammad Sanu? Yeah. yeah, last year. There you go. Thank you, Gilly. Muhammad Sanu, he had his best game as a Patriot with three receptions for about thir- uh, 26 yards. And after the Baltimore game where he had 10 receptions and a touchdown, he's done nothing. And as a punt returner, forget it. He doesn't even know when to fair catch. He doesn't know when to take it. Why don't you put a guy like Justin Bethel back back there? Right. He could probably be a lot better. He's got speed. He's a pro bowl special teams guy. You're not going to put Slater back there. So why not give Justin Bethel a shot at it? Add some speed. This team was doomed. And I'll finish this up in the next minute or two so we can get into other stuff. But this team was doomed from the offseason. They never addressed the tight end position. They had friggin' Ryan Izzo, Matt Lacoste, old ass Benjamin Watson. Oh. Like you, you really thought that these three guys? I'm not going to say that they were Gronk because Gronk's a once in a generation type talent. But you're telling me that these guys were the best that you could come up with. This is the best that you could put out on the field. And this defense, listen, the boogeyman came and the boogeyman boogied on out because <laughs> I didn't see. Stephon Gilmore, who's supposed to be this Defensive Player of the Year candidate, giving up eight receptions for 137 yards to Devontae Parker, who signed a four-year contract extension three weeks ago. You're letting that guy beat you? And the last thing I'm going to say that – or last two things. Number one, the beginning half – the first half of the Patriots schedule was an absolute joke. Look at the quarterbacks you had to play. Ben Roethlisberger, who was probably the best of that bunch, but then – if you take a look down the line at who they had to play, you had Josh Rosen, you had Josh Allen, Josh Allen hey. Luke, Falk, Luke Falk, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, uh, Case Keenum. Like, you played nobody in the first half, and everybody thought, you know, I'm thinking they're looking good, but they haven't played anybody yet. And everybody, right. and nobody wanted to listen to me because I was being the realistic Patriots fan. <laughs> <laughs> And what what is also interesting about that, real quick, before you wrap up, the offense did not look good during that stretch either. They were getting carried. No, they didn't. It looked awful. I guess the last thing that I would say is this. This is my official small state big takes NFL playoff prediction. Let's go. Patriots are going to beat the Titans. It's going to be like a 24-17 victory. And then they're going to go into Kansas City. They're going to get their doors blown open. I'm talking like a 34-10 beatdown in Arrowhead. And Patrick Mahomes is going to face Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship, which the rest of the world wants to see. Not us, but that's going to be the matchup. The world wants it, not New England. Rant over. Rant over. Rant done. Rant done. That was a good one. Thank you. I tried to I tried to keep it down, especially with the new microphone and everything. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. When you get hot, you get hot. You know, that's and the hottest I've been in a while, and I'm not team. talking looks wise. <laughs> that's every day. It's just been rough, and we don't know how. Especially, you know, we've been year to year with the Patriots now for 
three, four years because we just don't know if Brady's serious about what he his plans are. And now this is the first time that Brady's actually an impending free agent after this year. And they stink. Um, Brady's made some interesting comments saying, you know, you know, I've never been a free agent before. I don't know how it's going to go, blah, blah, blah. So we really, like, this This could, whether they win or lose, could be the final year that we have with Tom Brady. And yep. it sucks that it doesn't look like, right now, it doesn't look like it's going to end well. And knowing how Tom Brady has been and how Bill Belichick has been, we'll listen to this in three weeks and say we were so fucking stupid. This That's team, it could, oh, I don't know because I don't want to. I don't want to go again. I want to. I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna die with the ship. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go down with the ship. I'm not jumping off and and floating to Bermuda wherever I end up. I'm gonna go down with the Patriot ship. I'm staying on board, and I know you guys will too. But I just want to point say. There's no other person. There's no other quarterback coach duo I would rather have this weekend than Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. If anybody can figure it out during this stretch in this position that they put themselves in, it's these two. It's Tom Brady. It's Julian Edelman. It's Dante Scarnecchia, who's had a good second half after a rough first half. Josh McDaniels. Who has had a roller coaster of a year. Talk about a guy that's been all he, over the fucking place. McDaniels. He, he's Blake, gone. Why he's so gone. Oh, I absolutely. Do, I do think this is the year, especially if Brady's gone, that McDaniels to say, all right, um, because it's the first time Cleveland has looked appealing with um, uh, Baker, obviously, who I think he can make good, and he's he's from Ohio, so that makes all yep. sense in the world. Uh, the Cowboys are going to be an appealing team, like Josh said last week. Actually, yeah, I listened. <laughs> the Panthers are an intriguing team for him too. There's plenty of options for Josh McDaniels this off season, opposed to last off season when it was like, yeah, I could go to the Colts, but or was that two years ago? I don't remember. No, it was yeah, last year. Yeah, it was last, whenever, whenever, it was last whenever, year. Whenever it was, yep. I don't know. They all blend together because he's rumored every year. But I think this is the year that he finally goes because the Cowboys are going to be very appealing if they keep Dak Prescott, which they should because there's no better option out there for them. I'm not a Dak Prescott is an elite guy, but he's a good quarterback. They've got weapons. Yeah, Jack's getting And no. uh, the Panthers no. are an interesting team. They have the best running back in the NFL. They've got – you can say what you want about Cam Newton, but he's their best option at quarterback as well. And if not, he'll get his guy. And that guy's not Will Greer or Kyle Allen. I think we've learned that. Um, Who else is is available? Giants. There's the Giants. The Giants, intriguing team. Uh, Obviously, Saquon, you have a young quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be an MVP guy at any time, but maybe, you know, sneak in a couple Pro Bowls. I would like, honestly, it would be hilarious if he ended up back in Denver, but I don't think Vic Fangio is going to be fired yet because he could make a really good quarterback out of Drew Locke, I think, because Drew Locke, I'm a big Drew Locke guy. Um, Who else? Welcome to the club. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on board. Um, Well, the thing is, right, like going back to the Browns for a sec, look at all the talent they have on both sides of the ball, okay, just the offense alone. 
Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, David Njuku, and on defense, obviously, Miles Garrett, if he learns to keep his helmet in his hand and not mm-hmm. swing it at a guy's head. Yep. You know, Denzel Ward, Demarius Randall. They have a good nucleus in place. They just need an offensive-minded head coach and they need to a lead the way. Because Freddie Kitt Yes. Amen. Freddie Kittens was a joke. He was a scared little fat cat. That's what he was. He was scared, and he just he shouldn't he shouldn't have been there. And McDaniel's, like you said, Ollie, with the connection to Ohio, it would just make too much sense for McDaniel's to go to Cleveland. That's just my take. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I do think he's gone. And going back to what brought it up in the first place is he's just had such an up and down year. I think uh, some and Belichick yesterday. You have a minute and forty seconds left with three timeouts. Oh, that's I forgot to mention that run, too. You run it and doing? run the clock out. Like you get three points. That's it's the Patriots bread and butter. Get the ball two minutes before half. Go get at least three. Get the ball back. Go get another score. That's what they've been known to do for two decades now. And they left the foot off the gas. That one was weird. And like I said, McDaniel's. I think they don't know who they are on offense. Last year, at about week eleven, twelve, they found out that they were a power running team, and they just drove that into the ground and they were damn good at it. And last week against Buffalo, they who has a really good defense, they ran the ball for like almost 200 yards, I think. Burkhead got in there, Michelle got in there, and they just ran it, ran it, ran it. And then last week, they didn't do that at all. They didn't throw any screen plays. They didn't use the tight ends at all. And it really irritated me because I've been so against Burkhead. I've been so against some of the things that they've done in the past, but it's been working this year. Burkhead can run. He can catch. Michelle has his has his days where once he gets in a groove, he gets in a nice groove. And yesterday, in the first half there a little bit, he was getting in a nice groove. And then they went away from it. They go five wide. Nobody gets open, and he throws it away. And they Brady can never get into a rhythm. They're at their best when the run game's working, play action's working. It's been that way for a decade. I know you don't have Gronk, but fucking Malakos can get open on a seam. Every yep. one, two two times a game on a play action, you know. Is... Did you did you hear the excuse as to did you hear what Belichick said as to why he did what he did at the end of the first half? No, I did not. The rumor, apparently, the report was that Belichick said that the reason that they weren't more aggressive was because in those first couple plays in that drive at the end of the first half, if they got a first down, they were going to continue on and try to get the three. If they didn't get big yardage right away that they were just going to milk the clock. So if that's the case, why are you running an HB dive into a stacked box with a minute and 10 seconds left? Because they probably figured that they would, the offensive line would open up a hole where Michelle could get through yeah. and get four or five yards. Which, should, no, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, it's I know. It stupid. just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, yeah, it's, it was so frustrating. It's been, They've been in a lot of frustrating games this year, too, where you're just like, come on, figure it out already. Because they usually come figure on, it out by Damian this point. Give me Damian Harris. Give me Damian Harris. Yeah, why not? I don't care. Give me a, Honestly? Give me, here's a bi- give me a game plan. Give me a goddamn game plan. Here, not, here's a big, t- here's a big take. Give me, give me Jared Stidham. Give me the Jared Stidham era. Oh, oh no! Please, no, 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 no. Give me no, the no. Jared. Yes. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. 
Do you See, listen? You are not I riding love... with the ship. You're not on the. You're no, on the no, lifeboat. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah, they could have used three of those last night. Yeah, they could have. You're right, but time out a second. I'm not saying this year. I'm saying starting next year, move on from Brady. I love Brady. I'm. I know all you guys love Brady. I know all New England loves Brady as he should be loved. But guess what? The time has come where it's time to move on. If he wants to go get his ass kicked in Detroit, or I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing out examples of just weak offensive lines or the Giants or wherever, more power to him. But guess what? The Patriots, it's time to move on. It's time to see what the young kid can do. And guess what? Eric Stidham is actually mobile in the pocket. Might be nice to actually see him scramble out and make a play with his legs. As opposed to Brady, who, if he gets pressured at all, he's basically done. See, I don't think wow. Jared Stidham puts you in a better position to win next year than Tom Brady. Stidham has not shown me enough, to, personally. You know what I mean? In the this little bit that we've seen him, I do not feel good. The little but bit, you, the but little you bit. Here, you okay. have to give him a chance to start. If you're moving on, no. if you okay, hear me out. If you're moving on from Tom Brady, one Jared Stidham is not the answer. You're trading up for a quarterback in this draft, and you're taking Tua. If you're moving on, you're taking a quarterback that is not. Where did Jared Sim go to school? Auburn or something. Auburn. Like that? You're not like. Look, maybe he. I, maybe he's Gardner Minshew. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's probably his ceiling, honestly. A. You go up and you get a first round quarterback, in my opinion, but. Tom Brady is a free agent. We know we won't know what his plans are. There's not many fits for him out there. That's the thing. Can you name a team? Uh, yeah, the Bears are probably the best fit for Tom Brady right now. What? How about the Chargers? There's no weapons. Why would he go to the Bears? Because they have a good enough defense. They have Allen Robinson, who's a damn good wide receiver. He's he's okay. No, he's, no, no. He's no. like a number two most places. What do you, who's the best? Who's though. the best quarterback Allen Robinson's had? I mean, that's Blake Bortles, probably right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Allen Robinson could be it really matter. good. I mean, Allen Robinson's. I don't know. The, the charger. Tough. The Chargers are intriguing because Philip Rivers is going to be a free agent too. Yeah, Tra- Brady would actually that's, have yeah. weapons. No, no, he, that's fair. If that's he a wants good to team play too. elsewhere, he's not going to try to play for a team that's similar to the Patriots, where it's like, well, let's just. Work with scraps on the offensive end and hope the defense wins me a ring. I'm thinking of a team that's it. like a quarterback away from being a legit contender, and I think the Bears are that team, are a or are one of those teams. Here, I'll I'll make all of you guys happy right now. Okay, here's something that nobody's thinking about. Why don't you get on the horn, call John Dorsey in Cleveland, and say, "Hey, what's it going to take to get either Jarvis Landry or Odell?" In a Patriot uniform, give name your price. Give Brady a weapon. Give Brady a deep threat. Give Brady another reliable receiver in Landry. They're both unhappy with their current situation in Cleveland, so why not call and see what the Browns, you know, would want in a time when they're very vulnerable. I'm okay with that. I mean, that's I don't, what you got to do. I don't think you it would gotta, cost that that much. Yeah, you got to get more weapons on the offensive side next year. I think that's obvious, whether Brady's here or not. Especially Who's, if Brady's um, not here, you need more. You right. need. Something. I don't know though. If Brady's not here, why do we want to? I wouldn't want to trade for Odell Beckham. 
Well, I'm not, uh, not necessarily. Yeah, but you, well, no. You if need you want to keep him, if you want to keep him, I think in yeah, both, no, I'm in saying both if we scenarios, move on you... from Brady, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to stack the offense without a Tom Brady. In the, you know what I mean, lining up every play. Uh, what's the point of giving? Well, Garrett then you're Stidham you're a weapon? three and thirteen team without Tom Brady next year, dude. We, you don't know what Garrett's did. We could just be like, what? We want to be just in the five win range and then get like a number twelve pick and not be able to improve year after year. I would rather go out there, maybe take a flyer on a guy in the draft and kind of see what we have there and kind of wait and see. I mean, you don't – how many good teams are there in the playoffs right now that have a legitimate chance of winning? This sounds that so are just fucking kind of flying? sad. What? It's, it's very it, – it could be over. It's very sad. All good things have to come I to mean, an end. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I want to ride or die with Tom Brady. I'm gonna, I do too. Back him till the end. Yeah, I I will I will back him till the end. But if he chose to go elsewhere, and you had to tell me right now, Jared Stidham's going to lead this team next year and get a full year under his belt, I wouldn't be upset about it. Put it that way. That's because you don't have any other option. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so you have to be okay with it. No, like you said, they could trade for they could trade up for a quarterback in the draft. Like you said, yeah. So you know, it if they ended up they getting a second for Mohamed Sanu, though, that's what oh my god. Now. Yeah, the, the how's, it, look, how's makes, it how's it looking not getting Emmanuel Sanders now? How does that look? The and the only thing that makes me feel like a little better about it is I can't remember the last second round pick that Belichick hit on. Like that was good because they suck every time. Well, but it still like sucks that cut. I know Sanu is fucking terrible. So at, it, at least he's going to be gone after after the playoffs too. He's going to be gone, so it's all good. Well, he's under I contract. Know, he's under contract year. though. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought he was a free agent after this year. No, 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 they wouldn't have gave a second for him. Oh, Jesus Christ! Which is looking terrible now. Wow, that that, that well, that just put a damper on my mood. Thanks, guys. I mean, they're <laughs> gonna cut him. They better probably he makes they, like six and a half million next six year. Six and a half. Next year, oh no, yeah. there you go. There's, there's your problem. Makes a new the quarterback next year. There you go. You know, it's not a he bad idea. They probably throw it better than Stidham. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Says the guy that loves Josh Allen. Give me a break. Dude, Josh Allen's good. He's good. Steve loves Josh uh, Allen. Don't too. even get me started. Don't even Baker get me started. I I'd rather any, Baker like... than Josh Allen. Me too. Yeah, but Josh Allen is almost like a light version of Lamar Jackson where it's like you can look at the stats and you kind of oh, can't really, my. You can't Gilly. tell how good he is. You can't. Gilly. Gilly, you did not just compare. You did not just compare Josh Allen to Lamar Jackson, dude. They, they I both know. Are he, I know. I didn't just hear that. Josh Allen is more of Tyrod Taylor than Lamar Jackson. Thank you. Oh please, that's a Thank fact. You. What do you mean? At least, at least fact. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball somewhat consistently. You put Josh Allen against a defense, especially a man-to-man defense, and a good one. Tell me how he's going to do. Ask the Patriots when they played mostly man-to-man defense on him how he did. You know what? They were in that game. They're in both games this year. So it's like you can't shit on him too much there. And that's like supposedly ten po- ten points elite, at home, an elite secondary. Ten points at home? I think I, I, in the look, early I sophomore think, season. I think like Josh Allen's all right. And that's kind of, I think, he, he's a good fantasy QB because he gets a lot of rushing touchdowns. But I just think he's he's all he's all like I'd feel okay if he was my quarterback. There's definitely a lot of a lot more worse quarterbacks, especially in the division. I don't know. Actually, him and Darnold are probably a toss-up at this point for me. I give the edge to Allen. I think. 
I'm not no, sure. Um, Allen all day. You want? You would prefer Sammy Darnold? I just said I'd give the edge to Allen. Yeah, but you're, the fact that it's like close. It is close insane. to me. Yeah. Sam Darnold so, sucks. So, so tell me, tell me, Gilly. Do you know by any chance what uh, Allen's stats were just against the Patriots this year in two games? They they weren't great, but supposedly we have a good two defense. touchdowns, three interceptions, and the two touchdowns he had that were in New England were because he threw up prayers that John Brown and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know about the, the other one, maybe Cole Beasley. I mean, I that was maybe a tight end. John Brown though. Yeah, that was that, that was, was oh, no the tight end uh, Dawson Knox, I think was his name. I right? mean, the one to the. To, to Brown wasn't really a prayer. It was Brown torch Gilmore, and he dropped it in the yeah. basket. Yeah, but what, if he holds that ball for a half second later, he's getting sacked but on he didn't. his ass. But he didn't. He just he made a good play. Listen, he made a good play. You, 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 guys can, play. you guys can say all you want. I don't believe in Josh Allen. If, if I'll tell you what. Here, Gilly, I'll give you this, okay? And you can book me on this. If Josh Allen beats the Texans, during wild card weekend, next time I come on, I will say you were right and I was wrong. See that Whoa, you, you just walked old. yourself right into a trap because the Texans are notorious for losing on Saturday and wild card weekend. No matter they're who not they're gonna, playing, they're not going to lose to the Bills. Yes, at they home. are. The Bills they have no offense. The Bills are the, the lock of the century. Who are their playmakers? The, who are their playmakers? The tech, oh boy, boy, Devin boy, Singletary. Oh Singletary is a good, good back. I like Singletary. He's a he's good not, back. I mean, he's not going to be like a. He's not a top ten back, but at well, the same well, time, he's, he's shaky. He's interesting. He's little... listen. Hey, listen. You guys Frisky. know me by now. If if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. You, That's fine. I think you're going to be wrong because the Texans stink. Especially, I hate the Texans every year. Especially for some reason, Deshaun Watson turns into fucking Brock Osweiler when Will Fuller's not on the field, and I don't think he's going to play. Doesn't sound like he's going to play. So it, it spells trouble. Anyways, um, now that all of our Patriots talk is out, let's do our last top five of the decade of the year. Steve, you can unmute yourself now. He doesn't even hear us. Hey, Steve. He's looking. I've been muted this whole time. I've been jumping in saying shit about Josh Allen. I can't believe this. I was like, why is Al ignoring me? I can't believe this. I didn't even, Steve. I didn't even hear you. I'm sorry. No, okay, no, no. He's been muted the whole time. It's, I muted myself. I muted myself yeah. when I went and took a piss. Oh my god! I've been talking well, I this whole. I kept looking, no one. Steve. I was like, uh, Steve, wait for you to chime in. Here. I was, yeah. I was like, guy. Steve, you're the Josh Allen guy. Here. I, I was jumping, dude. Everything Gilly said, I'm like, yeah, I'm all. In. I was jumping on Gilly the whole time about like agreeing with Gilly. I, I can't believe it. I was, I thought I was being ignored. <laughs> I so no, no, up. no. I just, I just didn't hear you. That's on me. Which, I didn't oh, no, no, it's not me. No, it's not on you, Al. It's on Steve. He muted himself. I, it's, yeah, it's me. It's <laughs> all None of us heard him. That's unbelievable. Your, your Josh Allen uh, I'm so, synopsis here. Yeah, Gilly, I'm so sorry. I, I'm full <laughs> agreement with with Gilly. Uh, Josh Allen is uh, the closest thing to Lamar Jackson, number one. Like you're fucking high. Number two. Dude, oh, it oh my god! Mean that they're the same, but it's just like it's, yeah, it's a similar type of play. You can't just evaluate pick, by the pick quarterback. Pick a different rating. quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He's one of a. He's the only person you compare Lamar Jackson to is Michael Vick. That's it. Okay, whatever. Then the second up to him is is Josh Allen all day. No, don't don't say that. <laughs> currently, currently for no. rushing touchdowns, no one can even come close. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, anyway, big take. Uh, you're totally right. The Bills are gonna crush the fucking Texans. Yeah, they are. I'm sorry, Al. I would bet. I don't even bet money, and I I would bet on this game. And you know, saying that, probably cursed it. But you know what? <laughs> uh, fuck it. The, 
I, I'm all in on the Bills. And even bigger take, because I was trying to, I was talking and I, I was like, why is that? That was a big take and no one heard it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you said, if you were like, hey, Brady's gone next year and you can pick any fucking quarterback in the entire league to replace him, Don't you dare I would say, take Josh Allen. You're fucking. What? No. <laughs> no. That's yep. so no. stupid. Fuck Mahomes. No. Every other yes, quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Give me Patrick Mahomes every nope. day of the week. Give me Josh Allen, dude. You take Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I get a Josh you Allen tattoo. You take Josh Allen over <laughs> Lamar Jackson, no, Patrick well, Mahomes, Carson over Mahomes, Wentz. Uh, Wentz all day. Oh, my God. Baker me? Mayfield. Duh. Uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's a big one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> who else I have four, here? Russell I have Wilson. Hundred, Jimmy G. Haskins? Drew Brees. Yes. Ooh, Matt Ryan, Breeze, Breeze is close. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Josh Allen's in like that no fifteen ish no. range. All right, let let me clarify. It's not that I think he's the second best QB behind Brady, but if I was gonna build a team, that's not what you behind... said. Well, I said it's still it's still not accurate. I it is accurate to my thought process. I would take Josh Allen all. Fucking day, F. Brady left. If you're building, oh a, te- you're building a team, you're building a team. You get to pick a quarterback from any. You get to pick any quarterback in the league to build your team around. Give me Josh on Allen. the Patriots. You're taking Josh oh Allen. Give me Josh oh Allen over Russell oh Wilson, over Aaron Rodgers, over Pat Mahomes, over Lamar Jackson, over yep. Carson Wentz, dude. Over hate on me. Dak Prescott over Baker Mayfield. I, I I'm never coming on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I don't care. I want all the smoke over Deshaun you know Watson. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I had a big take early this year where I said Michael Thomas is going to be the best receiver in the league. And you know what? Guess no, who was right? You me. said of all See, time. That's, but, that, but that's okay because he <laughs> has the quarterback to throw to him. Dude. You, you said best wide receiver of all time. That Well, we have to wait a little bit. We have a few years to wait on that yeah, one. But for right now, but I also said the best receiver in the league. And then it was like, oh, well, Julio, oh, Hopkins, oh, blah, 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 Antonio Brown. True. This is true. And, and you know what? Look who ended up with the most receiving or most receptions ever in a season. You know what? Josh Allen next year, you watch out. You watch out. I've been wrong before. I was wrong about Martavis Bryant. You're wrong about 90% (laughs) of the time. But you know what? Josh Allen, put – you know what? Josh Allen, if Josh Allen was ever a Patriot, big take, I'll get a very small Josh Allen tattoo. How about that? That's how much I'm committed. I can't believe you, Al. Al, the Josh Allen hater. What is this? I know, yeah. How I, I can't believe... How, how could you hate Josh Allen? Because he stinks. Why? <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> because you're cool doesn't mean you're good. Baker Mayfield's He's cool. cool and he hasn't hit his stride yet. Fault. That's Freddie Kitchens' fault. I, no, 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 Julie, I'll give you that. You're right. You're right about that. That was Freddie Kitchens. You're right. I'll give you that. That's fair. Oh, my God. Can also, we, like... Just... I'm 100% serious about this part, too, and then we're going to get to our top five. Yep. I'll take Jameis Winston over Josh Allen. Wow. Oh. Wow. I'm never coming on this podcast again. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Making my own Dude. podcast. Steve takes small fucking bets. <laughs> <laughs> small Josh Allen love. Wow. Uh, take Jameis uh, over. That's. Lying. That's no, I'm not. I'll do it now. For th- for this one, I might have to be on Steve and Gilly's side. Thank you. I might take Josh yeah. Allen over Janus. First of all, also too, like are, we're probably considering like the, like Oliver said, the future and whatnot. So you want to pay Jameis Winston 
and pay him $30 million a year. You have to pay Josh Allen, too. Yeah, not yet. So I give Josh you... Allen a blank check and say, do what you got to do, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, Jameis Winston is not going to get $30 million a year. Thirty million dollars. That's what he's asking. That's yeah. what he's gonna he's get, get it. I'm that. asking for a fucking yacht for Christmas. Oh, I'm not gonna get it, dude. He's gonna have suitors. I bet he dude, makes at big. least at least twenty four a year. Uh, I'm in on that. Yeah. I still go a little under that, but I think he gets twenty. It, it the, the annual it it all matters about guaranteed money anyway. So, Jameis to the Bears. That's all, that's all that matters. For... That's so many teams. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jameis is going to play next year. It's going to be cool. Anyways. Either either Jameis or Mariota to the Bears. All right, let's bang Ooh. through the top five before we finish. Um, all, right. all right, so our top five is most disappointing sports teams of the decade. Now, you could take this a couple different ways, but the way we took it is individual seasons for individual sports in a year. So, for example, uh, one of my honorable mentions is the 2019-2020 Cleveland Browns. Okay. All right. So that's just an example. Uh, Is that your number five? No, that was, like I said, if you were listening five seconds ago, that was an honorable mention. Didn't make my top five, but it was right outside of it. Sorry, Oliver. Had high hopes for the Browns and Baker, and they were very, very disappointing this year. I mean, yeah. It's just... That was so manufactured, though, by the media. I and just can't I, get on. I agree. I, I just but... feel like it was so – like, as soon as it was happening, it was like, what? Everyone's on the, the Browns in terms of an AFC favorite? It's like, that's just bonkers. I know it's – but, listen, I've been invested with the Browns since 2013 in Madden. So it's been a long journey of of riding riding with them. And now they actually got a quarterback. They traded for Odell Beckham. Look, I wasn't saying that – but we all had him in the playoffs this year in our preseason uh, – Thing of a jig, right? We all had them in the playoffs. We all thought they were going to be good enough to at least, you know, win ten games. They won just about half of that, and they fired. I think Freddie Kitchens was my coach of the year. Yes, he was. (laughs) (laughs) I think Baker was my MVP. So that just tells tells you you how much I know, Al. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, So yeah, do you guys have any honorable mentions before we get into it? Uh, I just got my top five. So whenever we get into the top five, all right. I'm ready. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. You're not ready. All right, Gilly. Yeah, I know you prepared for this. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, not really, to be honest with you. There are a few that are in contention, but right now I'm kind of. I tried to have a balanced list, so I'm just rolling with my top five. All right. Sorry. No, I'll, 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 I'll actually give one. I'll give one honorable mention. Okay. The 2019 Houston Astros. Ooh. With yeah, with uh, true with the garbage can, yeah, the garbage can, <laughs> and the fact that they dominated at home the whole year, and then you know they get to the World Series and they lose to a. Granted, the Nationals were very good, especially with their pitching staff, but they should have realistically beat the Nationals in five games, and they true. blew that opportunity. Especially when they traded won- for Granky, everybody was like, "All right, after oh, yeah, they just yeah. won the World Series, yeah. it's over." And they and they've won one World Series in three years. So honorable mention. Okay, I had a, yeah, I don't hate that. Talk about a World Series of bust, but also the uh, uh, honorable mention is the 2010 to 2019 Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, you sort yeah. of took you one, stole of one of mine. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's just get into it. Number five, we'll just go around the horn, snake draft. Um, Al, you're on the left side of my screen in the hangout, so you can go first. All righty. 
Uh, my number five is going to be the 2013 to 2014 Brooklyn Nets because that oh. was the year that was the year that uh, the Truth, KG, Jason Terry, all came over in that big trade that gave the Celtics a ton of draft picks. Obviously, that worked out great for the Celtics. As far as the Nets goes, they thought they were going to take a step in the right direction. They were going to, you know, contend in the East, and they end up losing in like the Eastern Conference semifinals. And then Pierce, KG, and Jason Terry are gone after like a year or two. So. Brooklyn Nets might be good in a couple years, but during that year, they stunk. I like that. Uh, Gilly's next on my list, so Gilly, who do you got? All right, I'm going to keep it in New York and with a team that rhymes with the Nets, the 2015 New York Mets. Let's go. I think what's crazy, and I I kind of took this into consideration, you'll kind of probably see a theme here with a lot of mine, is not even just like the disappointment of that season, but then seasons to come as a result, like where I was like, man, Back in 2015, if we talked about the Mets, even after their their loss in the World Series, you were still like, you know what? This team's going to be around. They're going to be relevant for a long time. These This rotation's still in, relatively intact, so to speak, but they have just not lived up to it at all. Syndergaard's had issues. DeGrom has really panned out as best as he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's an elite arm, but at the same time, the Cespedes contract is blown up. The rest of their lineup is atrocious other than flashes of Michael Conforto, which I'm still a believer in, but you, I don't know. He, he can also, be Mike Trout, but they can't, still won't win it, you know? Conforto, give him yeah. credit. He's a Josh Allen of the MLB. That's another hot take. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big take. Uh, and a name that got forgotten along that is fucking Matt Harvey. Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. Har- imagine that. Thinking back in 2015 terms, you had a like a starting rotation of Harvey, um, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Matt's even at the time was like, oh man, this guy's legit. Just what a shame. Yeah. The biggest concern was the offense. And granted, the offense really oh, hasn't improved much. But like, man, sorry. I feel passionate about it still. That's fine. Steve. It's a good pick. So Steve, yeah, all right. what do you got? Uh number five. I I uh I obviously didn't do my homework here, but I was thinking of teams that um that disappointed me. Um I'm not sure what year it was. But there was a season where the Marlins, the Marlins are very disappointing, of course. But there was a there was a season where the Marlins, like signed Mark Burley, Jose Reyes, uh, Hanley. They had Hanley still. They had a young Giancarlo. I think Ozzy Gen was their manager. And I was like, dude, this team's gonna be pretty good. I think. Was this like 2012? Sounds like. Yeah, with a, probably. Who's the closer they signed too? Right. I feel like that was like the long same year. Oh, uh, that. Yeah. I don't know. I wrote down a uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, Miami Marlins because we don't know what year it is. Heath 2012. Bell. 2012. Heath Bell. Yeah. It was 2012, right? Wow. Yeah. They lost 93 games that year. That's, that's not good. That's great. That's insane. Like, it's, like, unacceptable. It's and, bad. Like, they end up, like, trading away, like, Reyes and Burley to the Blue Jays, like. Like, immediately, too, right? They, like, yeah. blew it up pretty soon. Yeah. Like, like, ah, we'll give it another year. Like, no time at all. Season. There you go. All right. My number five team is the 2019 Boston Red Sox. Ooh, I like it. Maybe a little bit of recency bias here, but you win 108 games, and then you come back and win fucking, what they win this year? Like 86 games or something? Miss the playoffs? It's just, it was such a shitty fucking year all season, and it was such a drag, and... Yeah, it probably has some recency bias, I'm not going to lie, but it really fucking sucked. And baseball is the best part of the year. 
we're all big, big baseball fans, and it was tough to watch the Red Sox suck Wang and the Yankees fucking destroy everybody. I think that had something to do with it, too. At least the Yankees really? didn't win it all, though. Or the cheating Astros. Or the cheating fucking Astros. All right, so we'll do Snake. So, so boy? yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to go again real quick. And um, switching up sports a little bit, switching up demographic, location a little bit, geo- ge- whatever the word is, geography. Geometry. Geography. I almost said geology. I was like, nah, that's rocks. Dude, hell yeah, uh, rocks too. I'm going with the, and this is after this year's when I stopped caring about basketball, honestly, was the 2016 Oklahoma City Thunder. This was oh my God. this was the year for them. KD rushing the playoffs up 3-1 against the Warriors. They choke it away, and ever since then, Oklahoma City's been a joke. KD pussied out and went to the Warriors, and we all know how that's been. So, yeah, and ever since then, I've kind of just stopped caring about the NBA. I remember tweeting. I was literally in my bed the morning that – the decision for him was supposed to come out. And I was like, if Katie, cause the, then there were rumors. They were like, I think he, you know, he joined the Warriors. He's one of the Warriors. And I was like, Katie goes to the Warriors. I'm basically done with basketball. And, and uh, happened. I've, I've been pretty true to that. Tr- pretty true to that. That was hey, a wild at least, summer. At least Katie has time to, you know, shit on Dan Greenberg in his uh, spare time now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the mind of an NBA player. They feel betrayed everywhere they go. <laughs> he he called him a king. I can't believe that Katie did that. That's so funny. So fucked up. Not really. I got greeny great exposure. So, I mean, <laughs> who, who won there? True. All right, Steve. Now you're up. Number four. All right, number four. I looked into it. <coughs> I was going to remember the Adrian Gonzalez called Crawford year. Fuck. And it turns out it was 2011. Yep. Uh, What the fuck was that? Like it was like fun, <laughs> like like we're having a blast. So they had like Ellsbury, Pedroia, all this fucking shit. All these young guys bringing Crawford. It's like oh yeah, we're gonna freaking have like this fucking fast top of the order with a freaking Adrian Gonzalez and Poppy going back to back. Oh yeah, what a disgrace! And then obviously it all went to hell. And then 2012 fucking got blown up. The Bob- the Bobby Valentine season. I was I was thinking about that. But obviously that wasn't high hopes because it was Francona. Like that team was so good. Francona gets fired at the end of that season. We get Bobby Valentine in 2012. That was a disgrace to humanity. Still only talking about it. So 2011 was the year that was the most disappointing, I'd say. There you go. All right. (coughs) I support it. More to come on that. Hint, hint. Gilly, what do you got? I so I actually I made a, a kind of a, a last second change here. Um, I originally had, uh, oh, which becomes an uh, what's it called? An honorable mention at this point. The 2018 Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I thought just like them in general. I feel like I mean their window's not closed per se, but they're they're in trouble at least. Um, however, I'm pivoting to the 2011 Patriots because that was the team that lost the Giants in their their chance at redemption in the Super Bowl, and that right. was just so disappointing. Just the oh, what a it, it, it sucks because it's like obviously they 
they came so close, and it was even a what was that a one touchdown game? Yeah, remember um, but... Gronk almost caught the hail mary, kind of, sort of at the end of the game. Yeah, and he got held at the end, right? Yeah, of course. You oh, did, but yeah. they're not going to call that on the last play, type of thing, you know? No. But um, but that was yeah. That's that's one of the most disappointing. Wes Welker didn't get a ring like he deserved. So true, but he did have a big know. drop in that game. True. This is true. Also, but, um, but yeah. the crazy part about that game is people forget how fucking bad the defense was that year. Defense played really well in the in the Super Bowl, and fucking Edelman was playing cornerback half the game. Yeah, I, well, that was, that so was cool. the thing too. Yeah, no, they really played their asses off to not really get lit up. But um, yeah, no, that one that one still hurts when I think about it. Yeah, it does. That yeah, that one stings because there was another scenario where Brady leaves the field with a lead with two minutes left, and then the defense gave it up. Fucker. Yeah, that sucked. All right. Al, what do you got? Number four. All right, so number four for me, I'm going to go with the 2011 Philadelphia Phillies. 102-win team. You had Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, and Cole Hamels when he was good. Three-headed monster. Still good, by the way. Still, yep. R.I.P. to Doc, too. R.I.P. And... And you get knocked out of the first round of the MLB playoffs after a 102 win season. And big take, big fact for the big take: the Phillies have not made the postseason since that particular postseason. Wow, haven't so made since cursed. 2001. I didn't know that. They're cursed as That's shit. Crazy. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're pretty cursed, and they might be cursed again next year. They just so Girardi. They, uh, I don't know. I'm a Girardi. Guy. Um, so I believe I, it comes back to me, Girardi, right? So. Yeah, it's you, Al. Yeah, yeah, you're up again. Number three. Okay. You there? Al? Al? Weird oh, Al. Al. Al's pulling a Steve. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. We'll get back to him when he gets yeah. back. I'm sure he just lagged out for a second or something. Oh, here he is. He's back. He's back. Yeah, I'm good. Us? Okay. I'm good. We're, we're back in action. All yeah. Right. <laughs> you're up. All right. All right, so number three. So I made a change too. I was going to say the Dodgers from like 2017, 2019, but you guys already sort of covered that. So I'm going to go a little <laughs> different route. I'm going to go the 2015 New England Patriots because that was the year. Obviously, we know what happened. Kostowski misses the extra point, which caused the Patriots to have to go for two at the end of the game as opposed to him just making the two extra points, then sends the game to overtime. And then if the Patriots somehow pull off that upset in Denver, then they were going to dismantle the Carolina Panthers in that Super Bowl because Cam Newton showed his true colors and he was garbage in that Super Bowl. And the Patriots could have had almost three Super Bowls in a row. True. I forget about that one. You're right. Yeah, that one gets – Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They – yeah, they would have had three Super Bowls in a row and four out of five. So. I was at Josh's for that game, actually. I remember it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was no bueno. That was Peyton Manning's last year, right? Yeah, where he sucked ass yep. and then he threw like, like two, noodle arm. two like fucking Chad Pennington touchdown passes to Dallas Clark. Yep. Jamie Collins, Jamie Collins sucked that game. Weekend, by the that way. was Jamie Collins' like, worst game. Freelancing too much. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> Lock him up. Give him the chair. <laughs> Give him the fucking chair. Oh. Steve, what do you got? Oh, one second. Being, Wait. I'm being, someone's calling me. One it's... second. Give me a moment. I Wait, think it's no, Gilly. Yeah, it's Gilly. Sorry. 
Well, oh, I'm up. Yeah. Let's see. Um, kind of similar train of thought to someone else or another team that was listed. However, it's a different year. Game basically a different era. Um, I have the 2011 to 2012 OKC Thunder. That was the Ooh. last year. That was their finals appearance with Harden. Yep. Part of the the I don't even want to say trifecta. The quad. The quad. Of, um, Ibaka. Uh, with Ibaka, Durant, Westbrook. It oh, it just that crazy. Was so cool. And they were like one year early, I think, in terms of like, oh, um, they're making a run before you kind of expected it. You knew they were good. Um, and then for them to just blow it up and trade away um, James Harden, who was just, he was like a six man. However, in the come the playoffs, he was he's basically out playing Russell Westbrook and everything. Yep. Um, but then they just traded him for salary relief, just knowing that they'd have to pay him eventually. And I don't know. I tried to legitimize it for a long time in terms of, oh, maybe Jeremy Lamb's going to be OK. But Sam Presti really screwed up. That could have been crazy in terms of like how many rings each of them could have had. The whole the whole landscape in the next ten years changed in the NBA oh. as a result of that. I remember where I was when that trade happened. Where were you? I was in Mr. <laughs> Silva's marketing class. It was a midday trade? Yeah. It was rough. Oliver let out a single screech. Fucking <laughs> Evan, During MCAs. Evan Lima told me he was like, yo. Did you see what happened? And I was like, nah, bro. Because I obviously had my OKC sweatshirt on. Because obviously. And uh, he was like, they just traded James Harden. Shed, shed a single tear. But at the time, it was kind of like, oh, Jeremy Lamb, he was just at UConn. He's going to be really good really soon. And he wasn't. And then it sucked. Yeah. That was such a lame return, too, considering. Oh. And obviously, they didn't know what Harden would become. Um, but just even for the time, it was like, wait, that's that's kind of it. Like, okay, yep. it just was trying to save money. That sucks. All like right, the Mookie situation. <clears throat> Shut up, Steve. What do you got, <laughs> Steve? And this is, I'm sorry to tell you guys, this is my final take. I have to get my mom a ride, so that's the way it is. Wow. But this is my, uh, and it's been a pleasure meeting Al tonight, and um, can't wait to have him back on. Oh uh, yeah, so, <laughs> hell yeah, baby. And this is number, th- and this is the last. This is my last words on the podcast for the year. So. Can you just give me three, two, one? Three, two, one, sure. Um, yeah. All right, I only had number three. Number three. Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll, I'll make them up right now. Number three, okay. for sure, was <laughs> the 2012 Lakers. Oh. Uh, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, okay. freaking who else do they have? Kobe, obviously. Yeah, that was it. Um, okay, uh, number two. Um. Oh, which Indians team was it with Fausto Carmona? 20... <laughs> I think that was before. 1993? <laughs> <laughs> that was Roberto. That was Roberto Hernandez's team. Um, okay, we'll say Fausto Indians. How about that? Fausto Indians. And then number one, uh, I think this is just because it's just so funny and they're such fucking losers, is, <laughs> is the 2004 Yankees. Just because True. they were so like they were so hyped, we, we were dead in the water before that season started when so they got going, a rod. We're going like millennium takes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not going the decade. Broke broke the rule a little bit, but we'll oh, sorry. a little bit, I guess. Oh thanks. Well, fucking, just as fresh in his mind. Yeah, it's just so fresh. Like, they, dude, <laughs> think about that team. They had freaking Sheffield, fucking Jeter, Messina, Giambi, A-Rod. fucking Ruben Sierra. They just yeah, A-Rod. got A-Rod. Hideki Matsui. Right? That whole team was so stacked. Who's 
Who's the second baseman? Tony Womack? Uh, no, he was on uh, Arizona, I think. You're right. <coughs> Miguel, Miguel Cairo? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but it wasn't Mark Bellhorn. Oh, that was 2005. Who is Kareem Garcia? Dude, rip, dude. Fuck that guy. All right, Steve. Thanks <laughs> All right, for thank you guys. with your presence. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Right. I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year. Thanks for hosting, Steve. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Glad I could do that for you guys. <laughs> like a true host would. All right, peace out, guys. Okay, uh, my three team, and this counts because it ended in 2010. The 2009-2010 Patriots losing to the Ravens in the wild card game. Getting their shit stomped. And, uh, yeah, that sucked. Ooh, could be a familiar feeling. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, My number two is the 2012 Boston Red Sox. I know that obviously it was a year after all the shit happened, but they they were like fresh manager, time to turn it back around, and then they won 65 games or whatever it was, and it was fucking terrible. Okay. Yeah. No words really. No no really further explanation needed there. It was just brutal. Yeah, kind of yucky. Kinda <laughs> pretty gross. <laughs> Nasty. And this, right. we got next. We skip skeeves. Go to you, Gilly. All right. Now we are on to number two. Um, yep. Um, I have the 2018 to 2019 Boston Celtics. As just yeah. as a Celtics fan, it just yep. it hurts so. That was bad a mention for me. That's just so. Uh, Kyrie was supposed to be so good, dude. Like we just the whole world was gonna be, be conquered by the Celtics I Adam mean he, Brown we're just gonna be gravy it was like oh do we want to trade them for Anthony Davis or do we I just want to hold on to Kyrie oh Kyrie was good been. he was just an a-hole well yeah I mean he wasn't but just like didn't show up in the playoffs at all so it's like oh yeah that he, was when he, I was most disappointed it was like I, I I believed in him all year basically to be like all right he's just gonna turn it on me too he's just kind of being weird yeah. going through some shit and then he, he didn't he, even try defensively Oh, yeah. he, so he knew at the All-Star break, you saw, you saw the viral footage with him and Durant at the All-Star game. You yeah. knew they were gone. You knew, you knew that. Oh, yeah. But you know what? We're better off now. Thank you, Kemba yeah, Walker. No, it's, it's it's worked out, but I thought I thought a, at least a finals appearance, at least an Eastern Conference finals appearance was a lock. Like, yeah, no, everybody thought there were yeah. going to be a finals lock, and, and myself included. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Still pains right. me. All right. All right. Al, two for Al. Two and one. Two and one. Okay. Number two, we're going to stick with the theme of basketball. And this was a team that, although they were dominant for so many years this decade, they still, I can't believe this happened still. The 2015 2016 Golden State Warriors. 72 win se- wins, right? Or 73. Se- 73 wins. That's- Steph Curry was averaging over 30 points a game. You had Cleveland up three to one, and you had two home games still to go. So even if you lose game five, you have game seven at home. You were clearly better than the Cavs. It just so happened they had a you know a guy named LeBron James at that time. You have to finish that. You have to finish that series off and finish that season off. And it was a shame that they didn't do it. So they, that was a disappointment to really NBA fans because they took away what the Bulls did in 95 and 96 with Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and Kerr and that whole gang. So, and how convenient because Steve Kerr was the coach of Golden State too. Goes around, True. comes around. Oh, yeah. Double agent and, perhaps. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's protecting his own legacy. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, number one for me, I'm going to keep it 
Boston sports related because we are all Boston sports fans. The 2018-2019 Boston Bruins. That was a killer. That, That was a killer because it's so recent. You have to think about it this way. The Red Sox had just won the World Series. The Patriots had just won the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Celtics were out, and everyone's talking about before the Celtics were out, oh, my God, Boston sports can win all four major championships. It was in play. It was. But but still, you had the Bruins, and then, I mean, I'm not a big hockey guy, but during the uh, during the playoff season, I'm like Dave Portnoy. I follow every minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in April to, you know, whenever it ends, fan. Yeah. Uh, but I've been watching a little more this year. But anyways – you don't have to play the Washington Capitals. You don't have to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you don't have to, have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning get knocked out in the first round via a sweep by the Columbus Blue Jackets. So you beat you know, you know, beat Toronto in that seven-game series, which it always seems like it's seven games, doesn't it? Every time. Yeah. It, yeah every time it's a seven-game series. Interesting like that. <laughs> it is. And then um, they beat Columbus. They beat Carolina. And then they get to play St. Louis. And you get a game seven at home. You know, Brad Marchand doesn't get off the ice in time to give up a goal late in the first period to make it two nothing blues, and you just knew after that that it was just it wasn't gonna be their year, their night, and it was just a very big disappointment. But maybe they can turn it around this year. Who knows? They've been playing well so far this year. So let's hope that uh well it's a little different result this time. Is this the final hurrah, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, I mean, Chara is going to be probably retiring soon. Bergeron's getting up there. Marshan's getting up there. They're lucky they have Pasternak, who's going to be probably the future of this team. So, and they locked him up already. So so, it feels like the the of the core, the guys that are going to be out the door soon are Chara, obviously because of age, but Krejci has just been he felt yeah Krejci too. Um, Now he Bergeron. Still good, but he's playing with like six broken ribs every night. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, pasta stud. Um, Bergeron's still good, still annoying, like to play. Like he's a guy that nobody ever wants to play against. True, as well. well and, wouldn't it be cool? And wouldn't McAvoy's, it be cool if pasta? Yeah, but he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love McAvoy, dude. He's unreal. Wouldn't it be cool if pasta knock out his thirtieth goal like right before the new year started? It'd be something, dude. That kid is special. He is special. I didn't mean to cut you off, Ollie. That was my. That's bad all I had that. to say. Um, but yeah, 2019 Boston, 2018-19 Boston Bruins. So, all right, Gilly, you're number one. All right, my number one is almost nearly cheating, but it's technically within the decade. Um, and it's it is the 2010 uh, Boston Celtics in the playoffs because I am just so sad still about what could have been that that core the big three should have had two rings the fact that they didn't win two rings is just like forever will be just the thing that we got robbed of as a two, two rings how about three rings they could have won in 09 if, if garnett doesn't get hurt too no you're right you're right but 2010 was so possible and it was oh, yeah. i mean trading away um uh, Perk was huge, and that, that or no, he was hurt that year, right? No, Perk, was, Perk got hurt. He got hurt in Game Six, and then he That's couldn't go in Game Seven, and, and they they, they missed that. Year. And there was a there was a foul call that didn't get called. I think it was against. Uh, I'm trying to think who was it against. Might have been against Paul Pierce. Like he was, I think he got fouled, and they didn't call it. And it was late oh, in the game was, too. That just sucks so much because it's like, oh, and the, the Lakers had just won the year before, so it was like, oh, okay, we can get one back here. Yeah, expand exactly. our lead a little bit in titles, but 
that, that hurt. That, I don't know. I know that the uh, that core of the Celtics still like feel so so bummed about that. Like they just got robbed of winning at least one, if not two more. Like you said, right? Yeah. The NBA is weird. Um, before I tell mine, um, part of my take had that referee that was involved in the, like the whole fixing game scandal, and ever since then, I kind of am like pretty skeptical about it because they're like he tells he he goes through about how the nba wants games called and it's kind of sketchy and i don't know if it's changed since adam silver took over but um and more to be seen there the lakers definitely had the benefit of the doubt throughout their that you know part of the their run i think um anyways that's neither here nor there my number one team, a previously mentioned by somebody here, but the 2011 Chicken and Beer Boston Red Sox are my most disappointing team of the decade. It was just such a fucking letdown. And like Gilly talked about with the Mets and kind of how the following years, 2012 sucked. Obviously, 2013 was just magic. But. The years after that, 14, 15, they all suck. So three out of the four years after that were just absolutely brutal. And it was a historic collapse. You had almost a 10-game lead in September. You don't make the playoffs. You run your coach out of town. You trade away all your good player, all the, all your best players. You salary dump. You got nothing. And then you hire Bobby fucking Valentine, who was a nightmare. <coughs> And from then on, it was just a rough few years, excluding the World Series, which was one of the best years, arguably, as a Red Sox fan. But, man, that 2011 year, just we got so lucky in 13. If you take, if that team performed how they were expected to perform, you're looking at 2011 to 2015 of just absolute misery baseball. Just pathetic baseball. And yeah, we don't like to talk about that. No, and we're lucky that we had 13 because that was something special, and that team was so fucking fun. They were so clutch, and uh, that playoff run was awesome. But we're not talking about awesome. We're talking about shitty, disappointing teams, and 2011 Red Sox are, to me, the epitome of just disappointment. Like Steve talked about earlier, they had all all these guys, Beckett, Crawford, Agons, Petey, uh, Ortiz, Uke, all these guys, they were stacked. I think Papelbon was still on the team then, right? And John Lackey, and even though I'm pretty sure he sucked during that time. But, it just, I mean, it was that, that was one of the most talented rosters. I think Francona even said that that was one of the most talented rosters. Francona has said that was hit, that was the most talented roster that they had. He's come out and said that. Like, that's crazy considering he had teams with Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz hitting back to back for four years. Well, not only that, and you look at the pitching staff he had. I mean, yeah, he had true. Pedro Martinez yeah. and Kurt Schilling yeah. in the same pitching staff. Yeah, that's nuts. So, that's saying a lot coming from Tito too. But and that's why it's almost so fucking disappointing to me. Anyways, those are our lists. Um, to run it back real quick. Five to one for each person, starting with Al. We had the 
<coughs> excuse me, 2013-14 Brooklyn Nets, 2011 Philadelphia Phillies, 2015 New England Patriots, 2015-16 Golden State Warriors, and the most recent 2018-2019 Boston Bruins. Gilly had the New York Mets of 2015, 2010-2011 Patriots, 2011-2012 OKC Thunder, 2018-2019 Boston Celtics, and 2010 Boston Celtics. Steve, we don't care about because he didn't give a shit about this anyways. And then, uh... uh <laughs> I and had, Josh is the last five years of the Falcons. Yeah, Josh just has every year of the Falcons. <laughs> and uh, he probably will throw in, like, um, a Red Sox team and probably the Bruins from last year as well. All right. Got um, to gotta say, gotta say about Steve. Good, huge Steve guy. Not a huge fan of his Josh Allen take, but a huge Steve guy. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. Uh, <laughs> and then running it down, I had – Three Red Sox teams, 2019 this year, uh, 2016 OKC Thunder, uh, Patriots in 2010, and then 2012 Red Sox, 2011 Red Sox. So Red Sox brought a lot of joy and a lot of disappointment to me this decade. Um, so you're a baseball guy. Baseball guy through and through. Love a little it. bit. A little bit. Fantastic. Um, so before we wrap it up here for the for the year and for the decade, do we have – do we have any closing remarks, closing takes uh, that you want to get off your chest that you feel just crushing on, crushing down? That you need to need to let go of. Need to vent out. Yeah, I've got one, but I'll I'll lead us off here. All right, Gilly, <coughs> love it. Ladies first. Oh wow! I mean, I don't no. uh, guests first. Oh, oh, that's that's how you hide it, huh? It's a good save. <laughs> yeah, debatable. Son of a bitch. So <laughs> my <laughs> my Super Bowl champion that I'm going to crown this year right now on this podcast, bring it to the bank, the New Orleans Saints are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, so the year the overhyped Drew Brees career will continue? Nah, Drew Brees is just going to go off in the playoffs and you know get a second ring with the talent that he actually has around him. So Man, this, Saints, Super this... Bowl. Book it. I guess that's fine, but this Drew Brees recency love fest has got me like honestly. Dad. Like I was a like I've been a, like I've never had a problem with Drew Brees, and he's an awesome dude. Really, really good football player. Really, really good quarterback. He's he doesn't belong in this. I don't think he's on the same tier as Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. So you can fucking sue me, but. No, that's I, fair. I, th- I that's think, absolutely fair. and these people are outraged and appalled that he's not on the the NFL top 100 team. And granted, yeah, he's a better quarterback than these guys that play in the 40s and the 50s. But that's not really the point of it. It's it to me that list is uh, people that change the position and and have done so much for the game itself. Yeah, Drew Brees was it has had an incredible career. But those guys back in the day, whoever they were, like Johnny Unitas, yeah, you look at his numbers and they're dog shit. But he played in the fucking 40s when they were throwing literal fucking just ball of pigskin. So, I don't know. Anyways, Drew Brees, overhyped quarterback to me right now in this And and that's that's fine. But especially after last year when they got hosed from being in the Super Bowl, I think that they have enough talent on offense and enough defensive (laughs) presence to get – to get to the Super Bowl this year, 
I'm not buying the 49ers. The Packers, I don't buy. The 49ers, I think, are very good. But I think they're going to have a letdown game in the playoffs. The Packers, I think, are similar to the Patriots in the sense that they're sort of a grinded out kind of team. They are. In, in a way. And At least they have an identity, though. Their identity is they just do. give it to Aaron Jones. They do. And I just think the Saints can go into Green Bay and can go into San Francisco and beat both of them. So that's my that's my last take. I think we just deserve a 49ers Saints rematch. Oh, that would be great. I, I think I think that. I think that's what we all want. And next time, I want to see Gilly's face actually, instead of the Kermit the Frog <laughs> uh, playing patch. inside joke. But uh... oh no, no, I, no! I, I still love it. But the next time, I actually Kermit. want to see Gilly's face. Fair enough. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, but it's funny that you say uh, have a, a Saint slash Breeze uh, little conversation there because my take has is Drew Breeze related as well, and it is slightly rude to uh to his legacy as well um i think that honestly if matthew stafford had been drafted by even say the minnesota vikings keep it in the division don't don't go too crazy with it um if he had been drafted by the vikings he would be in a similar situation uh to to drew Brees is now playing in a dome your entire career for half the games is just like the most nerfed way to to like just completely supplement your stats it's bananas to think that like his metrics are being compared to Tom Brady in the sense of like okay Tom Brady's out here slinging footballs in whatever forty degree weather in New England while Drew Brees is in a comfy dome eight games out of the year you know what I, I, that's just crazy to me and I yeah, think that just... the rings the rings speak volumes to that so that's why it's like okay you can only take uh, take those numbers with a grain of salt and I, I do think that the Saints are still good however it's just like a guy like Matt Stafford to me. Uh, could be just as good as that um, if he were in a be- on a better team, always playing in a dome. Um, and, I like and healthier. that. That is fucking. I don't know. Good. I just I was feeling angry about Drew Brees too. To be honest, hey, hey just ask Jim Kelly. Ask Jim Kelly how it is playing in a dome. He did it the first part of his career when he was in the USFL with the Houston Gamblers. And he put up record <laughs> numbers. I yeah. like that, Matt Stafford. If he wasn't on arguably the worst run organization in football. Could be fucking Drew Brees esque. I'm into that. Yeah, it's sorry to, and uh, Drew Brees seems like a nice guy. Like nothing wrong with him, but it's just like this year, especially kind of like you alluded to, Ali. It's just like, oh my god, let's yeah. just get over this. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I mean, what do you? Congrats. <laughs> That's yeah. I've seen it all over Twitter lately with his record breaking shit and all this crap. And you know what? You've won one Super Bowl. It was a great run. You've won one Super Bowl. You've had the same coach the whole time. You just toss up. Good quarterback. Hall of Famer? No doubt about it. Not on the same tier as Brady, Montana, Manning. Those three are in a class of their own. And you can be lumped in with the Dan Marinos of the world. That's fine. He's had pretty talented cores, too. I don't know. Offensively, at least. Yeah. He's seen some, some good weapons. And granted, yes, he had prime Jimmy Graham for a while there with uh, Marquise Colston. He's typically always had a good running back. Um, Mark Ingram's been as steady as they come. Obviously, Alvin Kamara's dope. He had Reggie Bush there who didn't really live up to the hype, but it was still decent enough, you know what I mean? It's so, a great weapon, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I oh, yeah. If anything, if any, there's any knock is that like he had – some years they were. His defenses were fucking brutal. 
But yeah. Brady had those too. Like I said, Edelman was playing quarter cornerback in the fucking Super Bowl one year, so it's not like Brady's been he's had top defenses his whole career. You just need a decent defense to get to the Super Bowl. Amen. True. Amen. Um Yeah, that'll do it then. Cool. I Al, guess thank you again. I yeah, Al thanks, Always a, thanks for joining. Always a pleasure. <coughs> um, Call me anytime you need me. Yeah, ob- yeah, obviously we have a good time, especially when we're shorter guy. You'll you'll be you're on you're on high up on that list. Um we hope Josh enjoyed his time in Disney World. Or yeah, Disney World. That's the Orlando one. Yeah. Um, I I better still be number one even after my Josh Allen takes. That's fine. You know we're we're split on Josh Allen on this podcast. You're in thin ice. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Dang it, uh, Gilly. That I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what uh, what's in store for the future. God. Oh no. no oh yeah. You want to? Yeah, if no. if yeah, for yeah, some reason it. anybody some has too. gotten gotten this far into this podcast because you're psychopath. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, let's just say this. So my podcast, Legends Lingo, is actually under a new umbrella. It's under the uh, Couch Guy Sports umbrella. Yep. I don't know. I think I've told you guys that. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. Next week is going to be the first episode under the umbrella. And we're working on – Do I just? T- I can tell you guys the name. It doesn't matter. We're working on Rob Bradford. Ooh. Ooh, Bradfo. We're working on Bradfo. We uh we DM'd him and he uh he said he would come on just to get it in touch with him after the new year. So on Thursday, I am going to hit him back up and we're gonna try to solidify that either for the week next week or the week after. Breaking news. Breaking news. first. All right. As we end, end this year and end this decade, shout out to anybody that listens to here. Shout out to anybody that has fun with us on Twitter. Um, shout out to everybody that's come on and gives us time, like this this guy Al. Uh, can't forget about the first person to ever come on, uh, Terry Cushman, the the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, we got to have him on again before the season starts at some point. Yeah. Um, see how Al, he's... you're still on with him, right? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. does, does, that does, he, does he have the Red Sox winning like 33 games next year or something? How <laughs> how down in the dumps when, is he? I well, if you take a look, take a look at his Twitter, he's uh, he he's tweeting about the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. He is one confused motherfucker right now. Though. He Jesus. he is just. So to answer your question, Gilly, yes, I'm going to be on with him uh, next season. Uh, I was on with him a couple weeks ago. But since then, I haven't really heard much, so we'll see. Who okay. knows with Terry? I don't even know what goes on with Terry. But I, you know, I always I look forward too. to it. What's up? Yeah, because I wanted to catch up on, on what you've uh, kind of been uh, been shelling out lately. So I've, I listened to your most recent podcasts of Legends of Lingo and whatnot. Um, as I usually you. try to tune in on a, a weekly basis to, to catch up on my, my Al content. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, but Terry hasn't – I mean, Benny and the Bets, at least, has not really come out with anything in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, sure my my iTunes wasn't malfunctioning. Yeah, no, I haven't seen much. I think what Terry's doing is he is he's interviewing people to come on with Benny and the Bats because I think he's doing a complete overhaul. Um, okay. He added he added me. He added a couple other people, and he wants to try to add a couple other people for different uh, midweek slots. 
Sweet. So if you guys are interested, you know. Ah, he's too up. late. Too late for my blood. <laughs> nah, I got you. And like I've said, you guys are more than welcome to come on Legends Lingo anytime you guys want, man. We need some oh, we yeah. need we need some good guests on here. We actually had um I don't know if you guys know this name, Marina Molnar. Do you know who that is? Yeah. The Bruins yeah, we, uh Yeah, yep. Yep, we had her, uh, not this episode we recorded tonight, but our last episode we had her on. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. Get to talk to her and told us a couple stories about Barstool, so that was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's cool. She caught on. I, I love, like, hearing, because uh, I, I listened to that one, and you guys talking about, um, in terms of, like, everyone's path, because even with the Jerry Thornton um, kind of uh, episode that you had with him on a guest, it was awesome to hear him just kind of, give a little insight as to kind of a reminder as to he started at Barstool, went to WEI and then back to Barstool, just like different paths like that are cool to hear. Um, exactly. Sometimes it's just brushed aside to be like, Oh, Brad Foe is writing for the, what is he actually? I should. Brad Foe is just WEI. WEI. Yeah. But like, he, he, has has, his, he doesn't uh, do anything for the a paper, right? It's just, just cause he's headed. No, I think he has that. And then just his pod. He has uh, gotcha. his, uh, his baseball pod. And then, um, who else have we had? We had a kid from SB Nation that one of my uh, one of my co-hosts played baseball with in the past. His name's uh, Ryan Spagnoli. He work, he writes for the Patriot side of um, SB Nation, so that was kind of a cool little cool little interview. And uh, yeah. like I said, yeah, working on Bradford and Winter Weekend. We're gonna try to get some guests too. We're gonna try to get like John Feidelberg if he goes down. We'll try to get fights on. We're we're, we're making it our mission to get Coley on. Uh, we're cool. trying to talk about a, a good story too. He's got some, Oh, his, I know. his path to Barstool is very, very cool. It is, especially with what he did before. And then, um, two other names that we're trying to get, and then we'll end with this just cause I know I've been on with you guys for a while and I know you guys want to go to bed. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think, uh, Casey Smith is another one that I've been trying to work on, but Casey's Ooh. tough because especially with the college football, yeah, playoffs and everything true. like that's that's gonna be one maybe like in baseball season I can try to get and then uh, Mikey Grinnell is another one I'm trying to work on try, trying true. to get him I've been DMing him cool. a couple times I haven't really heard much but we'll we'll see what happens so see, that's yeah, that's right. the latest the worst that can happen is that they don't answer you right it, exactly I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna swing swing for the fences right that's shot. how we've Absolutely. gotten our get and that's how we've you know gotten our guests and like I told you guys I want to help you guys get guests too so. Whatever you guys want. Yeah, true. That's something we gotta mm-hmm. actually start doing a little more next next year. Um, for anybody who listens to our fantasy baseball episodes, we'll have Eric Cross on again before um, this baseball fantasy baseball season starts. Although fantasy baseball, in my mind, has officially started now that fantasy football is over. So that is exciting news. Um, Are you fantasy baseball guy, Al? I have done fantasy baseball in the past. I was in a couple leagues. Uh, I was in a league two years ago. Last year I was not due to certain circumstances with certain people. But, you know, it's, right. it, 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 it is what it is. Just basically I got kicked out of a league for, you know, whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. But I am looking to get back in a league. So okay. you guys have an open spot. Like, oh, we'll in. be in touch. Um, Hell yeah. Big fantasy baseball guys around these parts. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I'm fancy everything, man. Yeah, fancy true. anything. It's it's a disease at this point. But um, like Jeez. you said, been a long episode to end the year. Wouldn't have it any other way unless Josh was here. That would be that would have been nice. But what are you gonna do? He's enjoying his time in Disney. Um, 
We'll be back next week in the new year with episode 69. Nice. And maybe I'll uh, work my way in there. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Um, from the small estate plus a person from Saugus, we wish you a happy new year, a belated Merry Christmas, and um, we'll be back next year. Happy New Year, guys. Stay safe. All right. Thank you, Al. You too. Go Scouts.